Welcome to the Fear and Greed Daily Interview. I'm Sean Aylmer. It's been a few weeks now since the Federal Government's Jobs and Skills Summit, and with the Treasurer handing down the budget next month, I thought it was a good time to check in on the state of business in Australia. And who better to talk to than the people who work with those businesses every day? CPA Australia, which stands for Certified Practicing Accountant, has more than 170,000 members in over 100 countries and regions. Andrew Hunter is the Chief Executive of CPA Australia and my guest this morning. Andrew, welcome back to Fear and Greed. Thanks, Sean. It's good to be back again. We had labour force figures in recent days. We've had all sorts of discussions about wages growth with job vacancies, etc. We also had the Jobs and Skills Summit a few weeks back. Do you think that summit, given the context, was a success? I think prima facie it was. You know, if I was a school teacher and I had to give it a mark, I'd probably give it an A a provisional A, so I think we've still got more that we need to see, but I think it was a very good start. And you know, you mentioned that we've just seen some job job numbers come out very recently. I think it's very opportunity that we're talking about jobs and skills at a time that unemployment it is at practically an historic low. Yeah, so I, I mean, there's plenty of talk about industrial relations. I'm actually just going to park that for the moment. Skills, though, because many businesses need skilled workers. Is migration the answer? I think migration is part of the answer. Uh, There's no question that jobs and skills are holding back Australia's economic success. And I think the the problem that we have had, and this is a, a problem, by the way, that has been decades in the making. So people think, oh my gosh, we had a pandemic and that has brought about a jobs and skills crisis. Actually, we have had it for many decades. And the problem is we keep coming up with temporary solutions. And the temporary solution to a long-term structural problem that we've had has been to hand out temporary visas. I'm encouraged, and this is why I gave the government a provisional A for their Jobs and Skills Summit, I'm encouraged in their response because they're starting to look at, at permanent solutions. And one of them is through migration. So I was pleased to see that they have increased the cap on permanent migration from 165,000 people a year to 190. So that's a good thing. It's a good start. We need to make sure that those places are being allocated to the areas where we have the greatest skill shortage, obviously. But the the other big part of it is they've allocated about $36, $37 million to the processing of visas and to quicken up the time taken to process visas because it, it just takes an inordinate amount of time for people to get a visa to come and work in Australia on a permanent basis. Okay, so if migration is part of the answer, what are the other parts? I think some of the other parts are we, we firstly need to address the fact that we have a, a jobs and skill shortage. And part of the problem of the past is we're focused too much on occupations. And I think we need to identify where are the skill shortages. And the world, particularly amongst our younger people, the world has moved away from macro qualifications and people are starting to look for micro qualifications. So you probably heard the term micro credentials. A lot of younger people are saying to themselves, do I do I really want to invest three or four years of my life and, and pay $50,000 for a, a university degree that are relatively inflexible and that could well leave me with a qualification, but not necessarily the skills that I need to have a meaningful career? And it, it's interesting what we're seeing amongst younger people today 
is they're asking themselves, what are the skills I need to get a job? And, and what are the short courses I can do in things like technology or data or artificial intelligence, even, even sustainability and ESG, all of which are important skills to, to get a job. So people are doing short courses. And at the end of those short courses, they earn a micro-credential. And some of those micro-credentials can be accumulated into a into a macro degree. And so we need to, to move away from trying to attract certain occupations, such as, you know, a data analyst or a company secretary or an environmental consultant. And we need to say to ourselves, what are the skills that we need from our younger people and, and people in the workforce? And so the government, I think, is going down the right path. We should come back to migration because I think it is an important part of the solution. But the government announced a $1.1 billion scheme for 180,000 fee-free TAFE places that they're working in cooperation with the premiers and the chief ministers. So those TAFE places will be very much directed towards providing uh, vocational training, skills and and micro-credentials that are essential to the future of our workforce. It's kind of an interesting response because when you talk to employers, they're always saying, now, look, we're not necessarily looking for someone with a certain set of skills. We're actually looking for the right person and we can teach them those sorts of skills. Is that what you mean? I, yeah, I think that's, that is an element of it. I, I, certainly the feedback I get from a lot of employers is they're saying that people are coming out of university and they don't have the skills that the people are looking for. There's a great expression that you should hire for attitude, not aptitude. So if you hire people with, with a great attitude, I think employers are saying, you know, we, we can train them up. And this is the challenge. If, if someone spent three or four years at university and then they get, they get into the workforce and their employer tells them they don't have the right skills, you know, we've, we've clearly got something that we need to be addressing in the system. And that, that's not to meant to be a criticism of of universities. But what it is meant to be saying is the, the emphasis of our training needs to be on the skills that are required in our workforce. And that's the essence of what we are putting forward. And I think came out of the Jobs and Skills Summit is in order for Australia to have a productive economy, we need to focus on the skills that the Australian economy is in short supply of. Stay with me, Andrew. We'll be back in a minute. My guest this morning is Andrew Hunter, Chief Executive of CPA Australia. We're rapidly approaching the Labor government's first federal budget. What would you like to see in that, be it in this area and beyond? Well, each year we always make a pre-budget submission. So CPA Australia is working on a comprehensive document that we will put to ministers and departments over the next few weeks. And it would be fair to say that Treasurer Jim Chalmers has an incredible challenge in front of him. And in fact, he's been quite open about the challenge that the government faces to spend on big initiatives, because in Australia, we've got a $1 trillion debt bill. Like we have never, ever had a debt of this level ever before. So he does have some constraints. Being realistic, the budget that we see this year, I think is going to be a mini budget in October. uh, And then next year, we will see the full budget. But there, there are some quick wins that I think the the government can deliver in this budget. And just to to share a few of them with you, currently small businesses, when they make certain investments, are able to expense them immediately. And we would like that made permanent. So 
Unfortunately, there's a sunset date on that particular opportunity for small businesses, which is the 30th of June, 2023. We would like full expensing of small business investment to become permanent. And that will give small businesses the confidence to invest on a regular basis rather than around a specific deadline. The government also announced recently a a piece of legislation around a $1.5, $1.6 billion bonus tax offset for small businesses that are looking to upgrade their technology and and staff training. And you you might recall, Sean, you you did a podcast with me last year around a a small business survey that we do in the Asia Pacific. And, And sadly, Australia gets the wooden spoon for small business understanding and use of technology. And we we have been saying to government for some time, there needs to be incentives for small businesses to upgrade their technology. And I think this is a really good start, but it's also extended to staff training, which which I think is, is terrific. And then the other thing that we would love to see the federal government embrace is a voucher for advice scheme. So to give the Victorian and Tasmanian governments credit, recently the Victorian government announced a small business offer of $2,000 available for them to seek professional advice. So they can go to their accountant or their their business consultant or their, their technology consultant. And consultants are incredibly valuable to businesses and employees. And I applaud the Victorian government and the Tasmanian government for doing that. We, we would like that to see that extended right around Australia. So there are some opportunities for the government to provide some quick wins in the upcoming budget. But I think we've we've got to recognise that big initiatives are going to be constrained by the debt bill that we have in Australia. Before I let you go, Andrew, because CPA Australia is an incredible organisation in that it has its tentacles into so many small businesses, perhaps more than anyone else has their tentacles into small businesses, just because you have so many members. How do you think small business is faring at the moment? It's interesting that I think small businesses got through the pandemic very well. And and there were some numbers released very recently about the number of insolvencies that we had in uh, during the course of the pandemic. And people may not be aware that insolvencies during the pandemic hit an all-time low. And that was because what federal government and state governments did was they did their best to keep small businesses going. I don't think their job was to make them prosper. It was to keep them going. And that's that's exactly what they have done. So we've come out of the pandemic. Small businesses, they're up and running. Their biggest challenge is getting access to skilled labour. That That's their biggest problem. You know, JobKeeper put a lot of money in the pockets of a lot of people. And that money has been saved. Uh, it's interesting that, you know, interest rates have started to go up, but we haven't really seen the economy slowing down yet. And I think that's because people have been drawing down on the savings they accumulated during the course of the pandemic. So uh, at the moment, demand is not an issue. Andrew, thank you for talking to Fearing Green. Thank you. That was Andrew Hunter, Chief Executive of CPA Australia. This is the Fear and Greed Daily Interview. Join us every morning for the full episode of Fear and Greed, Australia's most popular business podcast. I'm Sean Aylmer. Enjoy your day.